test. The way I see it, that whole thing last night at BNC Park was a test. Good morning to you. Good. Wednesday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic with DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Braves 8, Pirates 6. Yes, I had to repeat it because, yes, it really happened. Your favorite team played, I thought, a tremendous game overall. Did a ton of things right. Looked inspired throughout. And then the all-star closer came on and blew it. David Bednar giving up not just the tying run, but two additional runs in the ninth inning to Major League Baseball's best hitting team. And poof, there it went. And I tend not to be the Pollyanna or positive spin kind of guy. I try not to be the other kind either, but sometimes it's a little bit easier. So I'm not going to be inclined on any regular basis to say, hey, but think of all the pluses. Here's the deal, though. Do you believe in Bednar? Do you believe that he's just going through a bit of a rough spell? Because I could also throw in the blown save the other night in Milwaukee, and I could throw in some generally shakier outings that he's had for a bit now, really since the All-Star game. And that wouldn't really be achieving much of anything, would I? I wouldn't be selling you on, oh, Bednar is not worth it. Of course he is. Of course he is. We've seen him have down stretches before. You see every closer, including the very, very, very best, go through at least one stretch of a given season in which they just don't have it for whatever reason. It can be a week or two. It can happen a couple of times over the course of the summer. And you don't really think too much about it if you pay attention to this sort of thing. If you know what the history is, what the precedent is for closers, which of course doesn't mean that Bednar didn't take this hard. Awesome, just uh, just frustrating uh, being able to get two outs and then just uh, with uh, you know one out to go and then just not getting it done and then also uh, not keeping it just tight games. So that's very frustrating. And he's a pro; he'll bounce right back. He might bounce back tonight. Or tomorrow, but he'll bounce back. He's not a concern at all. What is a concern is seeing this team get better, especially the younger players. But as I've been stressing a little bit more than usual of late, the older players too, the ones who are going to be around for a while despite their age. And, you know, Brian Reynolds went two for four with a Home run and a walk. Brian Hayes, two for three with a three-run homer and a walk. Josh Palacios, not exactly part of the Kitty crew, but arguably part of the future. He had a hit, and he also had a ridiculous circus catch out in right field, flipping over the short railing that's out there. Beautiful stuff, especially since he was okay. After doing it. 
Alfonso Rivas, the newcomer. Again, not a kid. He's 26, but he's new to the fold, and he has multiple years of control. If he can become anything at all, two for four with his own home run. How about Andre Jackson, speaking of guys who are right in that bracket and who's also new? Absolutely dominated the Brewers up in Milwaukee. Did the same thing to these guys. Two pristine innings with three Ks. And I could throw in, if you want to get one of the kids in, Derek Shelton didn't use Andy Rodriguez or Henry Davis. I, I don't know, saving them for future years or whatever. But Leo Verpaguero played, had a hit. This is what you want to see. And this is more important than the outcomes now. I was not at all stating anything of the kind as recently as two months ago. That'll sound to some people like, whoa, you really changed your tune or whatever. No, no. The situation changed. The circumstance changed. And what matters right now is 2024, which is all management wanted to matter in the first place. And these players have to get better. They have to improve. Now, is there room within that to worry a little bit about Bednar? Again, no. Is there room to worry about Mitch Keller, the other all-star who started this game and continues to not be himself and gave up a home run to Ronald Acuna Jr. on the second pitch of the evening? Yes, within reason. But the loss, you know, I'm not numb to the fact that it's the Braves, okay? No one who remembers even peripherally anything about 1992 will ever find any kind of soft spot in their heart for the Braves. But it's it's just an outcome. It's just a score. And unless it gets the participants down, it really shouldn't matter. That last night for the organization, for the franchise, within the scope of being one out of 162 was a pretty nice night for the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and you do the rest it's a ton of fun it's a great meal and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in pittsburgh north shore tavern right across federal street from pnc park your front door your car your bike your computer your gun Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Derek, who asks, DK, I see that the Pirates have Paul Skeens in Bradenton, working him out and getting him ready for a Florida Complex League game. Does it also make your skin crawl 
to think such a talent as Skeens is going to be subject to this organization's development and timelines. One thing I try not to do, Derek, in this in this role, not that this role is super important or whatever, but to whatever extent I can manage it, is not to get preemptively angry, you know, not to get preemptively anything if I can avoid it. Because, you know, as I was suggesting there in the opening segment, stuff changes. And as a result, stances can change too. Now, in the moment, do I have uh, any extraordinarily high level of confidence in the development process? No, I I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I can't imagine how anyone could, except for the people inside 115 Federal who've really done a magnificent job of selling each other on their own greatness. I think that's about as well as I can put that. They are really, really good at this, you guys. Uh, it's the it's easily their strongest suit is how they can convince each other that they're awesome. But Skeens, oh, I have mixed feelings about Skeens on a lot of fronts. One is that he, he was used a lot at LSU. He was abused, outright abused, I think, into the College World Series. And to date, Ben Charrington did well to have him just kind of take a step back, you know, don't be super active, don't think too much about throwing, much less pitching. And Enough time has elapsed, at least according to management, that he's going to get worked into some A-ball action before long. What my hope is, out of all this, is that the Pirates have a plan that is in fact as opposed to in statement, player centric. Skeens is a different dude. Skeens is not another pitcher who's coming up through your system. He's, by all accounts, uh, both on and off the field, a grown up who's capable of pitching in the majors right this second. I'm not advocating for that either, but I'm advocating that you would see an understanding of this from those who right now have their figurative hands on him. Uh, and, and I'm not going to express a whole lot of confidence on that front either. But let's see. Let's see. The first thing that you want to see is that the kid's health is maintained. This year, even from a progress standpoint, doesn't matter for someone of Skeen's caliber because he should be rocketing through this system. So he doesn't get slowed down all that much by uh, a quantity of appearances in the pros. The hitters he's going to face in the FCL are, they'll be better than the college hitters he was just seeing, but not by a ton. The hitters he'll see at the next level, double A, that'll be a step up. Triple A will be a significant step up. And of course, there's nothing that compares to the step up to the majors. Maybe he'll skip a stop or two. Maybe they'll see him doing stuff down there that's just, wow. You know, kind of what everybody's expecting to happen. But just don't mess with him. You know, don't don't take a pitcher who is seen almost universally as being a borderline, if not outright, generational type 
and think that you've got to put your imprint on him. Whether that's an individual instructor or even institutionally, just let him pitch. Let him pitch. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Going to do another one of these tomorrow. 